0: Well, Sunday was as bad as it possibly can get. Um, we'll dissect this thing. Uh, as always, we got John Costco Pro Football Focus. Uh, we'll get to the offense. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett has uh, lost his uh, Cinderella slipper. He is now back to a pumpkin coach. We'll talk about that. Nick Chubb not getting the ball. We'll talk about some of those things that that played the offense on Sunday and moving forward. But the defense, oh, goodness, we had to wait to the second half to get to that. The defense, Joe Woods. Um, the running game, you know, pass plays, it, it's just it's been one thing after another uh, with that defense. We'll try to dissect it and figure out uh, is Joe. Joe was the right guy for this defense. And then finally, we'll look forward. Uh, you know, the, the Browns needed to win that game. Uh, they're running out of, you know, games that you could call winnable, that you could pencil up. They got the Baltimore Ravens. We'll discuss whether or not um, this is a must win. And, and is the season looking like a, a lost one if they do Lose to Baltimore coming up here on Sunday. We'll do that all coming up next on the very difficult episode of the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, L-G-B on the L-O-B, the On Browns podcast, brought to you by the On Podcast Network, your team every day, your non-victory Monday, Browns, 23-point losers at home to the New England Patriots, led by quarterback Bailey Zappi, rookie, fourth-round pick, third-string quarterback for the New England Patriots. And you saw him yesterday. Guy looked like the second coming of Montana against this Cleveland Browns defense. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Part of 92.3 The Fan, the barbershop Saturday mornings, pregame post coverage. Browns, Buckeyes, of course, Guardians. Mr. Garrett Bush, make sure you're following at G Bush ninety one. Everybody knows, uh, you know. After your post game show, your direct post game show, two minute drill. We come in the next day. We sit down with John Costco, try to make some sense of it. Uh, you know, football wise, and it's getting really, really difficult to do. We're not going to lie to that, but we're going to sit down. We're going to do it anyway. Get some thoughts here from John. Obviously, the offense. The defense, and you know, just how far over the ledge is this team hanging right now? Today's episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than the Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code Locked On. Uh, look, I, I no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way. To, I mean, you know, sometimes when you were a kid, you would take your medicine or, you know, whatever, here's your punishment. And the one thing we didn't really mention is they actually did a better job against the run yesterday. They actually did a better job than what we've seen the last two weeks. But like I had told Garrett last week, if you thought Bill was just going to come in here and try and run it, Bill's going to look at the entire picture. Bill looked at the entire picture and said, I'm still not confident that your secondary yeah, knows what they're doing as far as you know, assignments and all of these things. And it showed yesterday. You know, you had Grant Delpit tripping over his own two feet, trying to cover Hunter Henry, which led to a touchdown. You had a jet sweep late. Uh, Ty Tyquan Thornton takes it in for the Patriots. And to be honest, the Browns could have looked less interested. But, John, the offensive side of the ball. And there's one thing, we've, and I've been saying it for weeks, and Gino, every time we go to this two-minute drill, Jacoby Brissett just plays at a slow pace of football. It's understandable. Look, and, and this is probably why he is not an NFL starter. Um, so, and the other thing is he's a rhythm guy. So to come out first play and try to go to a long one, and again to Pharrell Brown, all the skill players the Browns have here, you got to call a shot play for Pharrell Brown when you get the opportunity, John. And you know, I and the other thing was you're going against Bill. You don't know Jacoby Brissett that well. Your opponent, Bill Belichick, knows him better than you do. So it was stuff like that. The, the, the Browns are six for six on quarterback sneaks. You really think Bill Belichick didn't know that? You really think Bill Belichick's defense was really that surprised? So, John, a word or two on Jacoby Brissett. But you went into a game, and look, Coach Kevin Stefanski is not going to be the first guy or the last guy to get out coached by Bill Belichick. But it was a doozy yesterday. Jacoby
2: Brissett, there's a reason why he's a backup in the league. And- and stuff like that. And that game showed it, right? Like he had been playing probably to the max of his ability for pretty much 98% of the Browns plays up until that game yesterday. And yesterday's game kind of showed, Hey, um, this is, this is who I am. I'm going to underthrow a a, a pretty open, um, you know, corner route on that boot, boot play, the boot play. It wasn't a called shot for, for Noah Brown or Pharaoh Brown, whatever it's just a standard boot play where they had a flat player at Amari Cooper on their crosser and, and the, you know, corner route, the corner got wide open. The other, the other options were actually covered. He just missed the throw. He's got to put it out there. Right. But you know, it's like, I think you have to understand who it is, you know, the quarterback has to understand who I am throwing it to. And he's not a, he's not going to be like a fleet of foot. He can't, I I have to, if I'm going to miss it, I have to overthrow this. I can't underthrow it. So, um, you know, that's, that's just a, an issue that Jacoby Brissett has is that he, I don't think he has a good situational awareness or uh, of what's going on out in the field at all times. You saw that in that two minute drill uh, towards the end of the half where it's 40 seconds left, you know, he's getting, has up there ready for a play and then decides to start calling an audible. And so Stefanski has to call a timeout in that moment. Um, so I think, you know, you're from a offensive perspective, you know, you know what the limitations are of your quarterback. So you kind of are limited by your quarterback and how good your team can be, especially when a team says, Hey, we're going to do everything in our power to stop the run, which is what the, you know, I talked about this in the game or in in our, our show last week, Bill Belichick is going to do everything in his power to stop the run and make Jacoby Brissett beat you. And guess what? He stopped the run. So you had to, you were kind of forced then to now throw the ball more often. And what happens? He has five turnover throws in this game and looks awful. So, that's what happens when you know a team actually goes out there and, and tries to stop the Browns' running attack, which is why obviously the Browns made a move for a guy like Deshaun Watson. Which, you know, you know, you're
0: hoping to tread above water until that point, and it doesn't doesn't look good right now. You know, I you know I saw a play today. It looked like the New England Patriots busted a, a play, and Anthony Schwartz kind of it looked like a, a a little bit of a. I wouldn't say it was a double move, but it looked like a little bit of an out and up type move. Uh and, and it was a he throws the corner route, I believe, to uh Amari Cooper. But Anthony Schwartz is wide. I mean, he's running down the middle of the field open. I don't know if you if you had a chance to see that play, but he's 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 running by himself. Uh he's the head of he not have 40 yards by on each side of him. Nobody is around, and he just missed him. Um, I, I saw three or four plays like that where guys are open and he just didn't see them. Um, and you know, obviously that's that's just part of uh, who Jacoby Brissett is, and that's what he brings to the table at this point. Um, let me ask you this question. Um, the 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 Patriots stopped the run to a certain extent, but then again, he only gave the ball to Nick Chubb nine times in the first half. Is that is is that a, is, you know, I could I can understand if you think that, you know, he's slowing them down a bit. But at the end of the day, you don't, don't you have to say, I got to stick with that a little more. I got to be able to be a little more run off, run, run he- heavy. Um, And especially when you come out with five wide and you're going in five wide with tight ends to start the game off, to set a sort of a tempo.
2: So, I mean, you're, he's never going to be giving chubb more than probably 20 carries in a game you might go over that in in specific kind of instances but you're talking about in a game where they they basically trailed the entire time first half you're close nine carries in the half you know and i think that the fact that they were kind of keeping him at bay and not letting them have any of these you know his breakout runs um you know he he was basically held to four four and a half yards per carry which is a, a fine number but like for from a brown's perspective it's it's not good enough and and again, he was just constantly selling out to, you know, to stop that run. If you keep running, you know, the, his big runs that he did have were in the second half. So he was pretty much held at bay. And then when, when the Browns had to pass it, you know, they they, they you know, peppered in a couple of, of runs and he had some bigger runs. So it's, it's, you know, kind of a give and take of like, hey, you know, do you just keep running the ball and if it's not working, like that's not a, a strategy that generally works, especially against a, a Bill Belichick defense who's already, you know, hey, we're gonna stop this run and you have to make you have to try to beat us a different way. You lose Teller, that's a big part of it too. So you lost Teller, which um every time that Teller has gone down for the Browns, that rushing attack has taken a big hit. Um, which kind of tells you how, like, you know, Nick Chubb is is a is an excellent running back, but the running game needs that entire offensive line and the tight ends and wide receivers blocking in, in unison together to make it work. So you bring in a guy like, uh, Hal- Halati or however you pronounce his name, who is not Wyatt Teller. It, it disrupts the flow and the rhythm of, of that offensive line. They're not going to be as good. So, it, and especially against a, a team that's selling at the stop it. So I don't, uh, nine carries. I'm not, it's not a big issue for me is if it's not working, uh, you don't kind of just keep doing it just because it's well he might break one it's like well how about the eight other times he didn't get didn't get anything so when
1: you get to the I mean you, you start the second half you start the second half and you know Browns were already down 10 six you know Patriot score you go I think it was three and out whatever and then you get you know basically then Patriots score again it's sitting there 24 to six Nick Chubbs over at that point that's it you know and these are situations and I'll go back and I'll keep saying it is, is you can't rely on Jacoby Brissett to win games. And look, everyone in that building knows it. They absolutely thought this defense was going to play better. And what they're getting right now offensively, uh, for the most part, they'd probably say, wow, I think that's peak. That's probably more than we can expect offensively, yard-wise, point-wise, with a player like Jacoby Brissett. And we're going to make the transition here in a segment two. And this is where, this is just, I, I have zero answers. I really do. Because, look, the defensive tackles, you know, we understood. And, it. you know, this is where they made a mistake in banking on not one, two. You banked on three players taking a tremendous jump. And, and it wasn't, like, coming back from an injury. We haven't seen it from Jordan Elliott. We haven't seen it from Tom Togi. We haven't seen it from Perry on Winfrey. Uh, Tavon Bryant. He is a literal run of the mill NFL defensive tackle, below average. You brought him here on like one year, $2.5 million. So if anybody thought that was supposed to be the answer, you were kidding yourself there. And, you know, if the point is, is, you know, and we used to talk about this all the time with Pete Smith if you could have an Aaron Donald or a Miles Garrett, you want Aaron Donald. You want Aaron Donald because he is that much closer to the action. The Browns have Miles Garrett, they have Genevieve Clowney, they got these big, bad dogs. And these guys, I mean, these guys are like newborn puppies. They just can't get anything done. And then once everything starts to get a little bit off the cuff, like the offense did in 2019, everybody just turtles up. Just turtles up. We got some ads to get to. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, joined by John Costco. Uh, you guys are all upset we're upset you know look it, it's you know you expect a better product look I can understand not being good I can understand losing but I can un I can ever understand mailing it in towards the end it's professional football that is just not the way it works <clears throat> our next sponsor the good folks over at newgenix. Look, as you get older, uh, it's a little difficult to stay in shape. It's a little bit ready. It's a little bit difficult to be ready for the opportunities that come for you. It happens to every man, and you can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic or active. Want more energy? To counter the negative physical effects of aging, NuGenix Total T Testosterone Booster with Testifin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. NuGenix Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost Free testosterone levels in men because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs. You'll feel stronger, leaner with more energy and drive, and more passion, too. Your partner will certainly notice the difference. Nugenics Total T can help you re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL2231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely for free. Text NFL to 231-231. Text NFL to 2321. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenix.com slash term. Um, Athletic Greens. Again, here, as you age. Look, for me, in the morning, I get up at 6 a.m. I have to wake up two teenagers. I have to make sure my wife is up. They all either go. My wife works at the school where they attend. They all got to be out the door at the same time. I have to be up. And this place in the morning can be like the first scene of Saving Private Ryan. I've got to be ready to go. I am the official. I am the referee. Athletic greens. I put some in a bottle of water. I am ready to go quicker. By 6.15, I am ready to go. I am dodging bullets. I am blocking superlatives from one daughter to the other. I am ready to man this house. So what exactly is it? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and add adaptions to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and aging. Again, all of this. It. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat uh, Kettle, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free. It contains less than less than one gram of sugar as well. The A.G. was invented Athletic Greens by somebody who was going through a bunch of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplemental routine to recover. It Cost him nearly hundred dollars a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optional nutritious routine on your own. Athletic Greens has over seven thousand five star reviews and recommended by various uh professional athletes right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with covenant daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletics greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nfl network again athleticgreens.com/nfl to take ownership over your body and health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
0: All right, Locked on Browns podcast is back. Uh, uh you know, John we we'll get to uh we got to the offense before. We'll get to the defense, but we want to say first, thank you for making Locked on Browns your first listener today. Also continue to support us wherever you download your podcast and if you have not been um if you have not checked out the two-minute warning make sure you guys do that um if you subscribe to the locked on podcast it will come directly to you so you don't have to worry about it hit that notification bell subscribe to the channel and you will get the uh two-minute warning it's been a doozy uh (laughs) every every game has been in kind of contention at the two-minute warning except for this one uh and i think it's because of our defense so let's dive right on into that. All I can. Just so I'm i interested in Joe freaking Woods. I'm interested in what he does and what he does not do. Uh, I think, you know, for the most part, we've got into this thing and we've kind of talked about all the way around it. We talked Stefanski, we'll talk players. I, I just don't, I, I do not like his scheme. I just don't like it. Um, I don't like the lack of aggression. I don't like the the the, the levels of how many times he has guys wide open. Um And and my thing is, if you're a coach, they always said it, either you, either you, you letting it happen or you coached it. Right. So if you can't tackle, you got MAs. that goes on, on, on the coach to get them prepared. And I just, you know, I I don't see guys getting better. I don't see, I, I don't, I don't see anybody on the Cleveland Browns defense that they drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds where they developed them that came in as C players and turned them into B players or B players when they came into college and turned to A players. I I just don't see it. Um, Your thoughts on Joe Woods, um, and and some people say it's not going to help to fire him. For me, I look at it in, in terms of accountability is you can lose a team real quick. Because we all know we've played for coaches that you felt like didn't have a clue <laughs> or coaches that weren't in a, your best interest. And when those coaches stuck, stuck around, you say, OK, well, look, am I going to watch as much film this week? Nope. Am I going to stick around and do extra treatment? Nope. Javion Clowney probably looked around and made a business decision. Mm, do I want to go up out there? My ankle kind of hurt a little bit. I just don't I don't see it with jo- Joe Woods. Your thoughts, John, you watch you watch them all the time. Yeah, I mean, from a scheme standpoint, I
2: I like the scheme. The problem is is that when you have the, the problem is is they don't have the players, right? So last year they had a scheme, the same scheme, and they had a top five type defense. I I and I, it's so from a scheme standpoint, I don't think it's a, an issue there. The issue is it's reliant on star players, if anything, or like the fact that like a you you when defense for one. I'll backtrack a little here. Defense, for one, when you have weak links, that's where issues pop up in your defense. So, if you have a, a weak link at, at your slot cornerback position, that other team's going to roll out three wide receivers and, and move their best receiver into the slot and pick on your slot cornerback because your weak link in your defense is at slot cornerback. If you have a weak link that's your entire defensive line except for Miles Garrett, they're going to attack that. If you have a weakness in your linebacker core, which is the Browns do have right now without Anthony Walker and playing Jacob Phillips out there, that's a weakness for them. Brown the off, opposing offenses are going to attack that. So when you have five weak links on your defense, I don't know how you can mask that as a as a as a coach. Now, when it comes to the players quitting in the fourth quarter when they were down two scores, that is 100% a coaching thing that they need to figure out, right? Like that's something different where it's like you quit. Those players quit on that team because they quit on that coach because they don't, for whatever reason, right? That's where the issue lies for me when it comes to Joe Woods because, um, and I mean, and also for Kevin Stefanski, it ultimately lies on him too because I think I thought for the first three quarters of that game, the defense from a run stopping perspective was actually really good. Like they they did a decent job of stopping the run and making sure that they're they're fit, fitting gaps and making plays. Uh, and limiting the Patriots to basically only one explosive run in the entire game. The issue is that you have Grant Delpit, who sucks, getting beat on plays. Greg Newsome had an awful game. You didn't have Denzel Ward, so you, you're there. It was Gre- uh, Greedy Williams' first game back, so he's probably not 100%, really. Gre- Greg Newsom on a play, lost his shoe, and then quit and ran away from where the the play was directly coming at him, and ran in the other direction. So That's the issue I have with with this team is that, that you got, you have guys that just quit. Right. So that's, that's a coaching thing. And there needs to be a change because of that. If you, if if you're, if you're playing no matter who, like if you're, and when I was playing, if I, you know, I always played my heart out. That was just who I was, but not everybody was like me in terms of like, I'm going to go hundred percent all the way to the end, no matter what the score is, that was who I was, but not every, every player is like that. Not everyone is. So you, you, as a coach, you have to motivate those guys that, don't care in those moments of like, we're down three scores. Why should I try? Well, figure out a way to get that kid to, to play harder in those moments because this game's not over yet.
1: John, is it realistic to believe as bad as this is, we can even come back to the sense that defense this defense could be even close to what it was in 2021?
2: No, because it's they got different players, right? So like every year is different um they had they have different players they lost for one you know troy hill is no longer there you've got martin emerson as a rookie so you're trying to get a third round rookie who um i think has talent and and can develop but you're you are been asking him to play a lot more snaps than probably what you'd expect um and then obviously on the defensive line you you lost guys that were quality players last year and no longer there for the browns and you're asking guys that have literally never shown anything in the nfl that they could be a defensive lineman in the nfl playing starters snaps. And then you also brought in Taven Bryant, who is not anything in the NFL has never been and showed. It. I, I, you know, I thought he, he could have been something as a prospect coming out. He was a former first rounder, I think, but I didn't think he was that good or anything, but I, I just thought that he could be a good situational role player where you could rotate him in. He shouldn't be a starter. He's not a starter in this league. So, and then when you, uh, you know, Alex Wright is being forced to start, you know, you know, on the, on the edge. You have uh, Isaac Rochelle, who's playing a lot of snaps on the edge as well. Like, those are guys that you just don't start in the NFL. That's probably out of the case right My now. My
0: God. That's the last freaking thing anybody wants to hear is these guys punting on the year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? You, you, you might be right. We'll talk about it here coming up in a little bit. But, um, you know, is this something that we're going to have to talk about? Um, in terms of is the season done? Um Because I thought this was a pivotal game. They got the Baltimore Ravens uh, and the Bengals coming up. They can win those games and they can be right back into it. But I, I don't, I don't see how, it, I don't see how they do that with, with given what we see so far.
2: Yeah, and the people, people listen in for the PFF grades, So I'll just give you the rundown of the defensive line grades for the season. Taven Bryant's ninety-first out of one hundred and twenty-one eligible with a fifty-point-seven. Perry on win three is one hundred and sixth out of forty-three. Jordan Elliott is 117th at 33.2, and Tommy Togiai is 120th out of 121 eligible defensive tackles with a 29.9 overall grade. That is what you're working with as a for the Browns defense. You have that garbage out there on the field. It is going to be hard to win games in the NFL.
0: And really quickly, could you throw me the linebackers that are still available too? Because I think uh, when you talk about in the middle, up the middle, man. That's where you're struggling, especially right up the middle with Phillips and those D tackles. You can see really evidently how how it's looking.
2: Yep. So uh, JOK is a 60.7. He's 43rd out of 80 eligible. And Jacob Phillips is 77th out of 80 eligible with a 37.3. And you want to talk about a difference of a player. Anthony Walker was grading at an 82.7. He was number four in the NFL at the linebackers. decision before he got hurt. That. Is what you call a catastrophic injury to a defense because he was playing good, he was playing good football and was a leader on that defense. And now they don't have any leaders on that defense. It's clear.
1: Well, I mean, first things first, to be fair, I mean, Togi, I, and Elliot actually jumped up a little bit in the rankings from
2: where they had been. So <laughs> I so did kid, Kodi I I go kid. From, did Cody? I go from dead, Longer dead last. last. So, I mean, hey, I mean, congratulations, <laughs> hey, kid. Go, yeah, you know, go.
0: we're trending we in the
1: right direction. another 10 years, maybe you'll be a viable off of defensive tackle in this league. Jeff Floyd, Garrett Bush, joined by John Costco here on your latest Locked On Browns. Uh, prize picks, uh, as everybody knows, uh, I, I really enjoy prize picks. I enjoy it for the primetime games. You're sitting down, you got one game to watch. The one thing for me that always bothered me playing daily fantasy was you know, trying to be tuned into so many games. This is where Prize Picks is perfect. You can pick two to five players in any primetime game. So you're watching that game anyway. Why not have a little skin in the game? You pick a lineup, two to five players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you go in to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available all offers projections on any sport you watch: the NFL, NBA, MLB, women's sports, collegiate sports—you name it, they got you covered. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less; it's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in thirty states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to PrizePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with the promo code LOCKEDON (caps, no space). You deposit 100, they give you 100. You deposit 50, they give you 50, et cetera, et cetera. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100.
0: Welcome back uh, to Locked On uh, Browns podcast. You know what it is. You know, we, we, when we get past the game, you got to get to this PFF grades. John Costco's in the building as well as Jeff Lloyd. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, let's get right off into this thing. Um, I, I thought I thought the game against um against the Patriots was a must win um and you come out and uh you know a guy named Zappi get, get throws for 300 yards I think it's a, his quarterback rating was 118 or something um and he's on the road doing that so you know I I think that they've showed where they're at defensively and, and they pointed to some of the things we talked about in the first two segments I think the defense quit um I think they quit uh during that during the second half of this game, especially when the uh, Patriots came down and scored, um, and it, it was a reverse play where they just basically he got a jet sweep reverse and ran right past your boy Delpit, who was unblocked. And and then the thing that I'm, I'm tired of seeing is John Johnson and Delpit looking at each other doing this. But you had them, thought, no, bro. uh so now we go against Baltimore Ravens. We got Baltimore coming up, and we got Cincinnati back to back with those two guys. Um. Yes, they can get off the. Yes, if they put some games together and they win those games, they're right back into what we call the AFC North. But I I just, like I said before, I don't see it. Um, You know, John, what are your thoughts on them and the possibility of them them beating the Ravens? Um, Because I I just don't right now. I don't know why anybody would say they would beat them.
2: Um, The the reason why they'd beat them is that the the Ravens are, I would say, not that great of a team. And they're just obviously beatable, um, and I think the Browns. You know, you talk about both games last year, um, and also you know, basically in recent history, that they play them extremely tough. Um, they get up for this game, um, and they want to. They have like a, a. They want to stop Lamar Jackson. Like it's they. It's a game that they. It seems like they circle every single year. Both games. You know, you talk about. No, nobody wants you, cat. Sorry, <laughs> nobody wants you.
0: Um,
2: we talk about a game that they, they circle and they want to stop Lamar Jackson. They, they get motivated for this game. They really do. So it will be a good barometer to see where this defense is in terms of like their motivation um, because we've seen it before from this defense that they want to stop Lamar Jackson. Um, I would expect Clowney to be back for it. Obviously, I'd expect Denzel Ward to be back for it um, as well. Um, so they will be, should be full strength, quote unquote, full strength. I would then also expect that, you know, Deion Jones should be able to play in this one too. So, um, I, I, you know, I think they'll have obviously three new pieces on there, which will be massive upgrades based on what they've had. So that is a, you know, a positive thing for them. Um, and that's where I'd see that they could beat them. And and the Browns still like, you know, the Ravens defense is not as good as the, the New England Patriots defense. So from a... Rushing standpoint, the Browns should be able to run it on the Ravens, no problem, Um, which helps Jacoby Brissett in terms of keeping in a flow and a rhythm of the game and that they should be in the thick of this. So, um, you know, I've seen I've seen like the Browns kind of get beat handily. You know, we saw it last year against the Patriots where they got they got, you know, basically whipped up and down the field, just kind of like this. This one wasn't wasn't even like that, though. This one was a much closer game than the one last year. And, and I think, I think that from a, you, you, the, like I said, the Browns, the Browns get up for this game against the Ravens They just do, they just have. And if they don't, then I think there's bigger issues that, that play here.
0: Oh yeah. Well, we will we, we'll wait for you to come around. We'll wait. Oh, you will wait for the Cincinnati game to come around. But uh, Jeff, I, I think there's issues here. We're going to, if they play well, and they, if they win this game, it'll be the best job. Kevin Stefanski. It's, it's the biggest win of his career. I'll say that if they win that game, Because this is on the brink of disaster to me. They're they're looking at two and eight, right in the face. Well, the other thing here is, is you know, is it
1: going to be Deshaun Watson is going to come back to play for the Browns to try and get them to a wild card, or is Deshaun Watson going to come back and shake off the rust because he hasn't played in two years? I mean, I think we'd all like the former, not the latter, in this. But you all got to do something. And look, if you can't get motivated, and look again, three and three, three and three the top of the AFC North, you're sitting there 2-4 and with the Steelers. So even though after yesterday it feels like it is done and dead, and rightfully so, you can truly go and in two weeks put together two solid football games and be sitting at the lead in the AFC North. So for all your shortcomings, for all you haven't done, and John, I do agree with everything you say, Ravens, except the problem is usually when we go there it doesn't very well but look all excuses are off and even still john there might be another d tackle in the fold uh with the guy from the falcons that they brought in too so there could be you know maybe four new pieces going in next week uh for the browns defense against this we'll see the way it works um it's always a pleasure with john costco um you know some games are more fun to sit back and it seems like we kind of have the same amount of laughs anyway whether it's praising people yeah. or you know i mean you know or maybe we're just you yeah. know, talking yeah, ourselves you know talking ourselves out of grabbing the bottle of whiskey um, you know, look, I understand it for fans, it gets upsetting. And I mean, for you guys, and that was even the thing in the back of my head, because when it went on Saturday night for you guys, a miraculous rally, any confidence I had in the Cleveland Browns giving you a good effort, um, on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, I was like, yeah, that's over. This is totally going to be the piss in your Cheerios. And now set yourself up to go see the guardians play one more time. Um, it, it just kind of felt like there was no way the Browns were going to keep that. So city momentum going for you, um, guardians fans hang in there, you know, five, all the best of luck with that. Uh, just a little bad news folks. The there is rain. In the There's rain in the forecast in New York between seven and nine. So, uh, we'll see how the way that works out as well. Um, luckily this is actually probably good that it is a bullpen game. It's probably good in that respect because if it was something that maybe cost somebody a starter, that would obviously, you know, be a really, really tough way. Uh, so we'll see the, all the way that plays out. Uh, it's always a pleasure getting John in here uh, at John Costco three part of PFF. John's been there forever. Uh, the Browns fan in him loves to come here, share his insight. And, you know, to talk about, you have four defensive tackles, you know, with grades 50 or lower. I mean, I mean, and I know everybody wants to fire the defense coordinator. Maybe we should talk about the defensive line coach too. Um, and actually I do believe the defensive line coach was gone. And then the defensive line coach came back because he was down at Old Miss for two weeks with his brother and decided he wanted to stay. So, Just craziness with that, all of that. Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe with the notifications on there. Uh, Barbershop 92 through the fans, Saturday mornings, pregame, postgame coverage, Browns, Buckeyes, Guardians. Uh, It's always a pleasure, guys. Uh, Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.